Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Just singing good songs over here. Don't worry about it. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gimme podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. And right here next to me, to my right or my left, Chad Michael Ennis. Hola, mi nombre es Miguel Guadalupe Santana Inés. Yo tengo escuela mañana. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, this is episode 226 on September 19th, 2021, the year of our Lord. Checks out. If you want to get crazy with it. On the upcoming docket for today's show, THQ Nordic had a showcase, I suppose. What? Uh, yeah, Switch is making major hardware moves. Oh, shnikes. The follow-up to Undertale is, is it's incoming. <gasps> and Corey Barlog says you only deserve two Norse mythology God of War games. But there's a reason. I like it. I like it. That's a lot of mystery coming up i'm right now figuring out how many different types of words undertale could be an anagram for and that will tell us how many planned sequels there are oh i mean we'll get to that in the in the stories funny thing for some reason i was re-watching uh the harry potter uh whatever not whatever a seven movie elegy is uh um, it's an eight movie elegy it's an oct- oct- eight yeah you're octology. right seven books, eight movies <laughs> yeah an octomom um and yep. I, I, you cannot. <laughs> Harry Potter, Octomom. Harry Potter and the Secret of the Octomom. Uh, you cannot understand how my, you know, twelve-year-old mind was blown by uh, Tom, whatever Riddle is. I'm Lord Voldemort. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit! Oh yeah, this is a big deal. Tom Marvel the Riddle. Um, yeah. I've looked it up. There's Untraveled. Will probably be the third Undertale game. Outlearned. Mm, I like that. Ultra dense. <laughs> Ultra dense? Yep. Laundrette, which I can only imagine is female only laundry. Or maybe mm-hmm. like a, only a female who does laundry, a laundrette. Uh, adulter, adulterine, which is like the super alcoholic version of Listerine. <laughs> and crenulated, whatever that is. So there will be six more Undertale games. Confirmed. Yep. I'm not mad at you. That second one you said was really funny. I forgot what it was now, but it was a good time. Uh, untraveled, outlearned, ultra dense, laundrette. Outlearned is a good one, and untraveled what as well. What is crenulated? I'll let you continue talking while I look up what crenulated means. Yeah, I already go found for it. it. Having right. a finely scalloped or notched outline or edge. Ooh, especially of a scalloped. leaf, shell, or shoreline. So aesthetically pleasing nature. Ooh. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Big things over here at RAF. Yeah. We're going to go into our main quest. THQ Nordic. We're breaking down what happened in the showcase. Remember, we talked about this whenever we've been doing PlayStation Showcase. Mm. We've been doing Gamescom. Mm. Where was E3 earlier this year? Mm. Now we have THQ Nordic. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying, everybody. They're Still hosted by Jeff Keighley, so it does have a lot of clout with it. He did come, he did show up. They gave him money for this one. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start with, I think, the biggest thing, the thing I'm most interested in. Destroy All Humans 2, reprobed. Oh, f- fantastic. Man, Whoa. To say. Yeah. Crypto returns to re- uh, wreak havoc across fully overhauled stages. Oh, this is, uh, all this breakdown comes from me watching it or from Connor Sheridan at Games Radar. Um, crypto returns to wreak havoc across fully overhauled stages, featuring weaponry work to create more interesting options. Uh, improved building destruction on uh, it's coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X sometime in 2022. So it is a next-gen only game. It can only be compl- possible. 
This remaster yeah. can only be possible with the power of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, this 2004. I will say there's a little bit more on this one because it's one of the more interesting ones. I am happy it's a remake because that's more. I always think okay, remakes okay. are more fun than remasters. It's not just remastered. The reprobed, they just they completely redid the probe. It's not just the same probe prettier. It's a new probe. Oh, a new probe. I wonder what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to see in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Reprobe is set in the same time period in city, 1960s, in a fictional San Francisco called Bay City, along with other locations inspired by places like London, the Soviet Union, Tokyo, and the moon. The moon? So we're, yeah, we're, we're gallivanting across the world. Uh, there are new weapons in the remake. Uh, one of the new weapons shoots disc, and another one called the Burrow Beast summons a worm from underground a.k.a. Kevin Bacon in uh, Tremors style. Ah, nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Not the Tremors, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I thought you meant Kevin Bacon was the Tremor. Yeah. <laughs> he just comes out. He's a fantastic actor when he pops out of the ground. Everyone loves him. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Cutscenes are improved in the remake, uh, feeling... Uh, with now featuring more lifelike motion capture, so they've redone the cutscenes. Um, repo reprobed as playable solo or in split screen co op. Uh, Black Forest wasn't ready to show off the split screen mode, and it is the same developer who did the remaster of the first game, right? So nice, nice. That, that's what we have on that. I think this is basically the heaviest hitter. Maybe there's one other thing that sounds cool to me. If I can get this game for 40 bucks or whatever, 50, whatever, the or you know, get it on game, I'm very excited. I like, I love this series as a kid. The remaster was fun. It felt like an old game, but it was pretty enough, and I didn't pay anything for it. So them doing a full remake, I'm, I'm very happy for. And, you know, I, that new destruction and all, everything in here sounds cool. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be a budget game, and I don't have to, you know, kick a kid off of a building to get it. So um, that's yeah, that's the price get? you pay. <laughs> this, game, if you, if you want... this game is $70 on next gen or free if you kick a kid off a building. <laughs> That's your two options, and I, you know, I don't want to work overtime. So sorry, kiddo. Yeah, go. Uh, I've never, <laughs> I've never played a you? destroyed all humans game before, and they've always they like, um, like Odd World have always been like the the games that I saw in the bin at Best Buy or EB Games that seemed like the games that I played, but like. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. This is mostly Oddworld, like the boogery, gross version of the games that I played. But Destroy All Humans was kind of like that, too. I imagine if I played it as a kid, I would have freaking loved it. Just look, looking at the trailer for this one, like, you know, taking control of people and making them dance and all that shit. But, um, yeah, I have no, no affinity for this. And I, and I saw I had zero excitement when it came on the screen just because I've never played one of them. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of what happened in this showcase, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. this one I'm actually interested that's in. That's kind of like, Again, yeah, you're was... right, that's kind of a metaphor for this entire showcase. Like, here are six games, it's also a metaphor, or, or a continuation of the question we're going to get to later. Here are six games that came out in the early 2000s that you found at a bargain bin in EB Games, and this is the answer to, what if they all got sequels? And this is yeah. what THQ Nordic brought us. The fact that you said EB Games actually puts it in the right time period exactly, as well. Yep. For America, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that one's cool. We'll, we'll check it. I like it next gen only. But yeah, it's this show's fine. It's whatever. The next biggest one, I think. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake. Ooh, Ooh, spooky. Shake it up. 
Follow SpongeBob and Patrick on a new adventure into strange new worlds populated by wonder sites, as well as their missing friends from Bikini Bottom. Uh, wonder sites and missing friends. What a what an interesting <laughs> sentence. Uh, it's in the works at uh, Purple Lamp Games, same studio behind uh, Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. So last gen games or last gen systems is what it's coming to. Uh, the game will bring players through the cartoon's iconic scenes, including the cast iconic performance of Sweet Victory, which is probably my f- favorite scene in a cartoon ever. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic, and they didn't do it right at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, according to the game Steam page, Cosmic Shake will include platforming in seven distinct worlds for players to explore. The game will also be voiced by the cartoon's original voice actors and feature over 100 of the show's songs. Didn't the guy who did so, SpongeBob die? The creator of SpongeBob died. Oh, okay, I not the actor. the The creator of okay. the of the concept of the Sponge. If you type in SpongeBob voice actor dead, then the autofill results are dead twenty twenty, dead twenty eighteen, dead twenty thirteen. <laughs> Everyone thinks someone's dying at all times. Uh, this one, I like this. This one is interesting to me because it's not a direct sequel or a remake. They were like, I, I'm assuming. Maybe Bikini Bottom Rehydrated did decent, and they're like, "Hey, that's enough to greenline a sequel." Yeah, it seems I'm you know it's SpongeBob. I mean, I liked SpongeBob as a kid. I don't care about playing a SpongeBob game. I think it's cool. I like the idea that they're just like, "Hey, the cool stuff from the show that people are nostalgic for, we're gonna do that, and you get to jump around worlds, you know, whatever." Bring back the voice actor. It's not a thing that I care about, but I think it's pretty cool. I think it's it's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pandering Great. to us. It's pandering to hey, mm-hmm. here are all the best moments from SpongeBob that you saw as a kid that you really loved and enjoyed, and now we're gonna just make them playable, back to back to back using whatever this cosmic time travel thing is as a as a device to let you do that. It has that it has that weird art style. I don't know if it's just for the trailer or whether that's like actual game art, but like the one that the new movie had, the SpongeBob new movie, where it's like this hyper-realistic, like, matte plastic-looking character models that, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. It's a little, it's it's weird to me to look at. But, like, it's also really interesting if you get an entire game that moves up fluidly with those-looking character models. We didn't see any gameplay. We just basically saw the, the trailer of it. But, I don't know. Weird art style to me. Yeah, this is one for the kids and maybe a nostalgia trip for us. Yeah. You know, I don't think it hits either one of us, but I, again, being able to do Sweet Victory, I'm going to watch that Let's Play. Yeah. Just a 40-year-old man playing Sweet Victory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the back half of the show are things that are old and unknown, but we're going to talk about them anyways. Outcast 2, uh, A New Beginning, a sequel over two decades after its 1999 debut. Uh, explore a new region of, of the alien planet of Adelpha and help its native inhabitants cast off the robot invaders in third-person combat featuring a powered-up jetpack and a hollow shield. Cool. So this is the Avatar game before Avatar has a chance to come out. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron at Avatar. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Again, the next couple ones are just like, these are literally games from the late 90s, and we're making sequels to them. And I'm like, I hope someone has fun with that. I don't, I don't know if a budget game that's super generic to me means anything, but I'm sure someone's happy about it. This trailer, I just watched all of these trailers like while you were troubleshooting your PC update. And so I, they're all very fresh right now for me. And this one, I watched the whole thing and it's just 96% just beautiful looking landscapes. I'm like, okay, but what do I do in these? And then the end of it was like, there's a robot, there's a guy with a shield and a jetpack, just like they say in the press release. <laughs> and then he goes, different planets, same old shit, 
and that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how it feels. Different playing the same shit. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Uh, sure, Outcast too. Let's go. I'm sure someone's happy for it. You know what else someone's excited for? Tell Jagged me. Alliance Three. Maybe <gasps> what? Uh, Tropico and Surviving Mars developer. I'm out. Uh, Hey, Mo- hey Mo- <laughs> Games is leading the charge as it brings some familiar mercenary faces, as well as some new ones, to a new region full of strategic opportunities only on PC. Now, why did you say you're out? Because I actually kind of like Tropico and Surviving Mars. Strategy, tactics type game. Mm. Not, my, not my jam, usually. Okay. Tropico's very fun. It's just, it's SimCity, but if you were in Cuba, uh, yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. That, but yeah, I can see that that's a very specific game type, <clears throat> so if you're not into it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good developer, so maybe that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be on Game Pass. People love Tropico. I know that. I know that it's good. Mm. It's not a it's not a Chad game though. Nope, nope. Let's keep it moving. Superpower three, the Ooh. grand strategy game. Oh, there's more strategy for you, Chad. Yep. Uh geopolitics and the pursuit of world peace or global domination. Returns in Superpower Three, PC exclusive follow up to so 2004's Superpower Two. I wouldn't have thought it was a follow-up to Superpower 2, but I guess the 3 <laughs> kind of gave it away. <laughs> this press release is funny. Uh, yep, there we go. Another strategy Great. game from an old game that's 20 years old. We started the docket off with the best games. <laughs> actually, I'm going to leave this one for last because this one I actually have a fun story about. Elix 2 uh, is... Elix 2 is a thing. I remember Elix. I remember always seeing Elix like every time I got on Steam or any kind of digital marketplace. I was like, what is this game? And it's just like some world, open world. It's just like a budget open world game. And I saw it all over the place. And I think I actually own it on PC. I think I got it for free on Epic Game Store or something. I've never played it, but it looks, I mean, it, it looks like if you want that, I feel like it, it serves a very specific market. So maybe it's fine. It got a sequel. Uh, and this game isn't uh, 30 years old, so... When I look up the original Elix, <clears throat> the first thing that pops up is the Twitter for Elix Michelson, the Fox News LA uh, anchor. Not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> He's got more clout than the video game. What's yeah. going on? Uh, yeah, it's, I can't remember. I own it, but it, it looks like a... It's kind of like a like a Dark Siders thing, where it's like I don't really want to play Zelda, but I want to play just sort of a dungeon crawler. Yeah, that's half price. Play Dark Siders. Dark Siders is fine. It's yeah. a fun time. That's what Elix feels like to me. Expeditions Rome, a new CRPG that drops you in a Roman legion. Make the most of your small yet well trained forces in turn based combat as you work your way to the top of the ranks. Again, not, man, they love strategy they, uh, computer games. They do, man. Hey, what does a C stand for in CRPG? Computer. Computer. That's that feels like it feels like a relic of like thirty years ago that we could probably just now call it an RPG. It's yeah, like it's it like, like saying, this- "Hey, electronic mail me that." It's like like we don't need the e on the email anymore. I understand it's still around for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, I think it was just <clears throat> CRPGs were things that you had you couldn't do on controller at the time. Mm. So it's like, well, it's a computer RPG. It's, you know, you know, Super Mario RPG is an RPG, but Myst is a CRPG because yeah. you have to play it on a computer because it requires that much control, or I guess. I don't okay. know. Yeah, it's a weird name to still have. But I think it's just like there's a lot of controls and you can't do it with, you know, three buttons or whatever era had three buttons on it. Gotcha. Um, and then this one is actually, I'm, I might be interested, turn based tactics. Uh, 
the only just just me, but you know, I'm probably not gonna pay for this game. Uh, here's actually the big one. I have a friend. I'm not even kidding. Who is a diehard for this uh, series? I don't know why. All he right. plays everyone the day it comes out, and that's all he plays. Uh, MX versus ATV Legends Off Road Racing comes to the new generation of consoles with more options for player to carve their own path of greatness, including a new trials or trails mode that pits you against nature like never before. Ooh. It's a dirt bike game. Big old beanstalks coming out and whipping you off the trail. <laughs> Nature like never before. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a game. We always make fun of them because, we'll, you know, we would always get online. We're like, hey, what's everyone doing? We're going we're gonna, to, you know, squat up, get on voice chat and talk. And he would always play in, you know, MX versus ATV. Just for like four years straight, that's all he does. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? And like, there's new video games. Just like, I play my MX ATV. <laughs> I don't even know what he sounds like. He's never in voice yet. I don't know what he sounds like. I'm play my MX ATV. Love it. I got to go mudding or whatever he's talking about. So that one I actually didn't know about. Uh, overall, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up now. Where is Time Splitters? Right, that's right. We were talking about what what might go into this, and time splitters came up, and then they gave us all this stuff that nobody wants. How? Here's what I want to know: What did Jeff Keeley do? Is he responsible for Sean Layden's death? And Teach Q Nork is the only one who knows it, and they blackmailed him into hosting this thing. Like, what what hmm. dirt do they have on GK? That let's get that taken off. Let's start calling him GK and let the whole industry kind of jump on that too. Um, oh, GK. What do they have on GK? That uh, I didn't watch the conference itself, so I don't know how involved he was or whether he was like hosting things on us, like how, like, was it Game Awards official, like, or was he just like popping in every once in a while to say, hey, watch me field the dual sense? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they have on him, but good for them. Good for them. My guess, I'm, I'm putting it out here. Is that they're like, Jeff, can you do a five-minute video? Again, I didn't also did not watch it live because, no. Uh, they're like, Jeff, just give us a five-minute intro video. Please, we need it. We need anyone to watch this. Please do it. And we'll give you time splitters for game awards. Maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> I'm trying to find you out how many... Relationship established? How many IPs... That THQ Nordic has, I think it's about 150. It's some. I feel like it's something number. like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So as of August 16th, 2020, THQ Nordic now owns 190 IPs, employs 3,400 game devs, and this is what they showed us. This is what they got. All right. More to come at Game Awards. I think. I mean, honestly, I think that's probably what it is. That Jeff is here. Again, to do a, 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 a big ups, a favor, and then we're going to give them... Maybe we'll get actually cool games, because TSQ North actually does some interesting IPs. Uh, like I said, I like Destroy All Humans. SpongeBob is... I mean, Nickelodeon is trying to make games. They're like, please, someone make games for us. Uh, so, yeah, I think a Time Splitters reveal, Game Awards or something. A bigger reveal could be a thing, but they also didn't hype this one up. They're like, six games, they're old, they're sequels. Watch us for 20 minutes if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a way to bridge the conversation from this to playtime, you mentioned when talking about Destroy All Humans that you're going to go to the moon. And the, the moon, how weird is it that we call the moon the moon? 
but there are tons of other moons in our solar system that we give names to, but ours is just moon <laughs> instead of Titan or Io uh, and all these other, Europa, all these other destiny planets that we go to. But like ours mm-hmm. is just moon. It's like the first time we see a dog as humans, we're just like, oh, that's dog. And then we see another dog and we're like, oh shit, can't call that dog too. And we're going to call it's that one Rupert. And... I'm actually going to be silly. I think the moon has a real name. Does it really? Good. I hope it's like Luna or something. Yeah, I think it's something with Lunar. Moon's real name, Cobra Kai. No, that's not what I want. <laughs> uh, it is Luna. It is Luna. Okay, great. Perfect. I'm going to start. Believe. I'm going to bring that. We're going to call Earth's Moon GK, have a real name? And we're going to call it. In English, it's the moon. Celine Greek called it. Oh, this is very confusing. Just tell me what the moon's real name is. The Sumerians called it Kingu? Okay. Okay. This isn't helping at no. all. Every language calls the moon something different. Okay. Um, but what that, that was going to branch us into playtime because I was playing Batman Arkham Asylum and holy shit, the moon is enormous in that game. There's one where you, I think you come out of the, the Batcave and the moon is like literally the size of, of like 55,000 moons wide. And it's it, it's breathtaking. It's like the entirety of Gotham City over the bay, yeah. and the moon is right above it. And yeah. It's like holy shit! <laughs> like the tides must be crazy. Here. Oh my gosh! It's so right? Close. That's why all of the lunatics are going um, crazy out there at Arkham Asylum because the moon is so close. Get it? Mm, Get it? That's a good one. Maybe there's water benders because Avatar, you water bend based on the moon. Maybe. Nothing to do with it, Batman at all. Maybe. Bender from Futurama's there. <laughs> <laughs> Bender bending Rodriguez. All right, Chad, would you play? This is playtime. I played. <coughs> Son of a bitch. I played Batman Arkham Asylum, which was our barf game for this month. We're going to be recording our um, kind of reactions to that. Back, backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends is what that's called. And it's a monthly game that we all choose to play based on something we haven't played or we haven't played in a very long time. Or maybe it's to prepare for something new that's coming out soon or something like that. And we put out some games and every month our patrons at patreon.com slash fire vote on what we play. And y'all voted for Batman Arkham Asylum. I'm very pumped, actually, to hear a lot of our community's thoughts on this one because it's the first time a lot of them have played Batman Arkham Asylum, even though many of them are big Batman fans. Um, anyway, yeah, I played it all in one sitting yesterday on Saturday, 10 hours straight through, just got up to go get dinner and came back and ate it while I played. Uh, that was my third time playing that game. Still a great time all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll hear more about it sometime in the future this month i also played um last week there was a birthday for a young boy with an i on the end b-o-i a young boy named brent michael gillahan we've had conversations before in the past everyone's middle name should be michael it's not his but his uh oh is it not his middle name it's not his middle name but it is his dad and his brother's middle name and it's also my middle name and it just works well it flows Guess who else's well. middle name that is <gasps> yours yeah, my name's Michael. Frick yeah. Frick yeah. Michaels will take over the world. Uh, our boy turned 21, and for his birthday, he wanted to play Avengers with the rest of his boys. We played Avengers. It's still not a great game. The, the post-game is not good. I, I still love the fuck out of that campaign, um, but mm. you know, returning to it almost a year later, all the same stuff, all the same bugs, 
all the same, do the same <laughs> shit over and over, fight the same robots. Um, but it was still a blast to sit on there and talk about stupid shit with friends. So that was a good time. Ghost of Tsushima. Did y'all run any like, Black Panther stuff? Or uh, we didn't do any anything Wakanda. New? We did a new drop zone, I think it was, in Wakanda. I don't know. All the things are just go to this room and fight a bunch of bad guys in different shapes, yeah. like mm -hmm. a Taco Bell, where everything's the same stuff, just in a different shape, tortilla. Um, yeah. That's that's all Avengers-types missions. Uh, so I think we played, yeah, one Wakanda new thing, and then the rest of it was just... We played one villain sector, and we got to the villain, and we couldn't beat it. And we're just like, let's just give up. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we went to another thing. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Your birthday's not that important. Yeah. Well, he was the one that suggested giving up. <laughs> just like, this. let's give up. <laughs> That's great. Um, but I'm, I'm putting, sinking more time into Ghost of Tsushima now that Batman Arkham Asylum is out of the way. And I got to a point where it started to get tired for me. Ghost of Tsushima started to get kind of um started to get a little old and i think it was my fault because i i unlocked act two unlocked the northern part of the whole island but i still like i'm gonna do everything that i possibly freaking can on the first island and i'm just out there knocking random shit out over and over and over going to every question mark to it so i think i made it old and once i and then as soon as like the last hour of game i put almost 20 hours in it now the last hour of it that I played, I finally did go to that northern area, and I was like, oh my gosh, everything up here looks so different, and the grass is orange now instead of green, and that's enough to make me, to like suck me back in, <laughs> just orange grass. Uh, so I'm refreshed. I'm enjoying it still. I am, I think I might try to like mainline the, the story missions now instead of going after every other little thing, just because I don't want it to get old. So that's where I am on Ghost. I've unlocked the ability to go to Iki Island and do the DLC stuff, but I haven't done it yet. So mm. I'm curious what that looks like, too. Yes. As someone who played Ghost of Tsushima recently, I also did the same thing where the problem with that game, it's not really a problem. I mean, I guess it is. It's the way that they designed it, is that the bottom part of the map, the first part you start in, is the biggest area and has a bunch of stuff. And it makes you wear yourself out too fast. Yeah, absolutely. You need to mainline the story. Yeah. And then you can go back afterwards because you're going to have so much, you're going to have better equipment, better powers. You're going to have just more fun. You're literally going to have more fun. But the game, you're, you're used to playing an open world game. We're like, well, I have this space. I need to do something with it. No, you need to keep going. 100%. Go through the story and then you can go back because the same thing happened to me. I was like, this is a lot. But I also was doing it to myself. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, I'll just, I'll mainline. It got, it's so much better there. Um, so yeah, do that. And, I think you'll enjoy it more. Dope. Uh, That's it. That's all I played this week. Yeah, absolutely. What cool. you got? Uh, so me, I also played the Arkham Asylum. I played nice. mine over Thursday and Friday evening. Took me about eight or nine hours. Didn't do nice. as much of the Riddler stuff. I just wanted to get through it because, you know, it's like my third or fourth time playing. But it's, I haven't played it for like six years at this point. Something like that. You know what I did? Um, you know how stupid I, I am? I so I the last two weeks have been preaching. Hey, this game's like eight dollars for the whole thing. Everyone go buy it. You should have it. And then I go to play it last night or yesterday, and I'm just like, oh fuck, y'all, I don't own this game <laughs> on PS4. I you not? I had it on PS3. I didn't realize it was on PS3. Oh. And I was like, I'm not about to pull my PS3 out. I even went back and saw like, if I'm close enough to the platinum trophy on PS3, I might do it. But no, I paid full price, twenty dollars for the Return to Arkham Collection just so I could play it again on PS4. 
Sorry, continue. Eh, 20 bucks for two games isn't bad. Yeah, not that's bad. Two great that games. that second too. one. Oh, boy. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, got through that. Had fun with that. Ready to talk about it. Uh, also, PS Plus. Sometimes they put good games on there. Sometimes they're not good. This game is in the middle, and I still had fun. It's a Predator <laughs> Hunting Grounds. Uh, I had a, a full squad, so five people. Filled out the whole, had a private matches. I had a blast, man. I hadn't played the game ever because uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> and <laughs> I love Predator, dude. I, Predator is so good, but I was I already know this game is... Because I played a lot of Friday the 13th. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this game is Friday the 13th, which was fun if you have friends. But I was like, I don't have anyone to play Predator with, so I'm not going to spend money for this game that I know is only good when you have friends to play with. Again, it went on PSN. I had my a group of friends were like, yo, we want to play this game now. And I'm like, we got enough people. Let's go. Had a great time unlocking skins. My friend bought the Dutch outfit, so he's just Arnold Schwarzenegger running around killing predators. Oh, it's so fun. When you yeah, have friends. It's, it's a good. great time. Well, middle, I guess. If you have friends. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Friday the 13th was like, because of PS Plus, it was one of our very first game nights. And so we did have like full squads going into Friday the 13th, and that was pretty fun. But then we did like the beta for Predator one night as as our game night, and we just like, first of all, couldn't get into a game at all. And then we finally did get in. We didn't know what to do, and it was sucked, and it was boring. But if you know what you're doing, maybe that maybe that returns as a game night now that everyone's got it for free. Yeah, everyone's got it for free. Yeah, it's I, I think it's fun. You like one or two nights, you have a good time. Being the Predator's cool. Being the people, and then they put you against the bots in the world, and they're just the dumbest people I've ever seen in my life. But it doesn't matter because <laughs> you're just fighting a predator, uh, and it's very authentic to the predator world and universe. Sweet. So that was a good time. And then I also played. I don't know. Maybe well, maybe game of the year. <gasps> Been playing a lot of Deathloop. What? Yeah. Deathloop is very good. Uh, again, I always talk about when I talk about game of the year. I always talk about top five because I don't want to just be like right now in the middle of September, be like this was game again. Like we, I've told you and pointed out every time a new game comes out, someone says it's the, the same people say it's their game of the year yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you tweeting that this is your game of the year every time a game comes out? I'm so glad but that Game Studios decided five. to release their games in order of goodness throughout the year, so that it's they can crazy. keep getting Whatever. better. No matter what comes out in December, it's the greatest thing of all time. Yep. It has to be, because <laughs> <laughs> that's how this works. Uh, but, yeah, playing Deathloop, uh, maybe six or seven hours in or so, I absolutely love it, man. I, I know this is the year of time loops, uh, and this is the best one. It's it's so, it's very arcane. So if you ever play an arcane game, Dishonored, um, it's more Dishonored than Prey, I would say. But it's just basically a perfect version of what Dishonored is, and but it's in like a, a 60s-inspired like black exploitation time loop story. Oh my God. It's so good. It has so much style, the way that the loops work and the way you're like constantly gathering information. He's like, Oh, it's about to restart. But you know, as long as I figure something out, doesn't matter. It's like groundhog's day with guns. Uh, it's a great time. <laughs> and I'm absolutely loving it. I want to, want to finish this one off. I'll probably beat it in the next couple of weeks or so. We'll see, but I'm absolutely loving it. How long is moment. it? I want to go back and play multiplayer. Uh, I think it was like 11 hours, maybe. Oh, I'm shit. also so taking my like... time upgrading stuff. Okay. You're pretty close then. So I, mine will probably be about 15 or 16, maybe something in there. Um, How long to be said? It's 14 and a half hours. Okay, completionist yeah. so, 25 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably be closer to 20 then. I won't do completionist, but I'll probably do. I'm taking more time and figuring stuff out and upgrading stuff. So I'll probably be around, yeah, I'm probably about a quarter, a third of the way through. Uh, yeah, it's great. This game... They over... Go, Go for ahead. it. I was going to say, they definitely... 
showed too many commercials of it, but doesn't yeah. matter because the game is great. I'm like, just stop showing me commercials. I don't care. I'm going to buy the game no matter what. It doesn't matter. <laughs> stop showing me. Uh, but even with all that, the game's great. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This game is, um, I think I've said several times on the podcast, it just it doesn't look like a Chad game. First, like Rogue Lights, even though I'm starting to warm up to them, not really my thing. Arcane style is not really my thing. But the 10 out of 10s that it's getting everywhere piqued my interest a little bit. And then weirdly enough, I read a scathing review from Ars Technica. And while I was reading that review of why they absolutely trashed this game, I was like, fuck, I might want to play this game now. <laughs> Interesting. That, that worked that way so, for you. So, yeah, they, they completely, maybe that's what it was. It was like they are the reverse psychology. So I'm not going to get this game like right now, but like uh, I have a week off at Thanksgiving, so maybe there'll be a Black Friday sale. I'll get it on discount and yeah. I'll play it before game of the year because especially at 15 hours, like to not play that for a, game of the year consideration when it's getting like perfect scores everywhere. I feel like I'd be missing out. And it's only 60. It's not even a $70 game. Oh shit. Yeah. How many kids is that? That I have to kick off a building. Just, you only have to, just off of one story, eight feet. He'll be fine. May eight break a leg. feet. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Can I kick him twice off of something that's four feet high? <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, kid, it's going to suck, but you're not going to hurt yourself. <laughs> or I only have access to a two-story building. Can I kick him off of that and get a credit towards a future game? <laughs> <laughs> you get one now, get half of one later. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, Deathloop's great. I mean, people have been playing it. They know it. They're having a good time. Yeah, I, I definitely would suggest everyone try it out. If you've even, big hands aside, if you've ever even been interested in anything that Arcane's ever made, you're gonna have a great it's just great it's yeah. the best time loop game in a year full of time loop games so that's what i've been playing nothing else Dup. all right are we ready for our quest log i'm ready all right, hold on one last question do you feel like that's a game that you want to mm-hmm. do a like are we gonna have like a, a raft reviews for death loop probably not with me we but could. with other people that enjoy yeah. the game it seems like a game that probably should and a game that would probably deserve it cool so I'm definitely thinking about that. Yeah, when I finish it, I'm going to put out a tweet and, and see who's interested in that. So if anyone listening also likes Deathloop and wants to talk about it on a podcast, hit me up or hit up the show at, what's the Twitter? Responding Fire. It is Responding Fire. Why yeah. did I think it was just, I thought Raffy it was a brief Taffy. <laughs> Raffy Taffy <laughs> at gmail.com. No, yeah, Respawn Main Fire, hit us up, and then you yeah. can probably be on that show and talk about Deathloop. Uh, oh yeah, you'll like the haptic stuff. I normally turn off the adaptive triggers because yeah. I don't like that. Normally in multi in a uh, multi competitive games because why would I want to shoot? Why would it be harder to shoot a gun when I'm trying to shoot you faster? Sure, than yeah. Me? But it's great. Every time you take a little step, it's like dee, 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 dee. <laughs> that's one of my like, favorite things. Hold about... down the nail gun. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the director's cut. Sorry, one last thing to extend playtime. Mm-hmm. The thing that I love about director's cut of ghost of tsushima is the haptics man and it's just like the adaptive mm. triggers on the bow which even work over remote play because i played for an hour at work don't tell anybody uh and remote oh. played at, at work but the haptics man you're riding your horse and you're like riding in some mud and then you like get onto some like stone or something like that and you can feel that it goes from and it's like oh my god it's in my hands i freaking love it it's that's cool it's wonderful haptics are so that's such like a I'm, I bet Microsoft is kicking themselves. It's such an amazing feature that I can't imagine if I had the option 
we've said this several times on the show. If I had the option to play a game on Xbox or PlayStation, like haptics is is 100% the swing boat. If I'm paying the same price on both, Game Pass is a little bit different. Like if it's free on Xbox versus mm-hmm. 70 bucks on PlayStation. But yeah, if I just had the option, haptics every time. Yeah, I love haptics. I hate not having offset sticks. So suck it, Sony. Get better. <laughs> also, Nintendo Switch called. They want their uh, Ice Cube Joy-Cons back. Because you're disrespecting them because they did ice it first. Joy Con, what? Remember that that one two switch game? They're like, feel how many ice cubes oh, are in the box. Oh yeah, Dane. Di- are you familiar with Dane Deasy's balls? We might have to educate you about Dane's balls. You might have to educate me. About Dane's balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a favorite raft pastime. Is, is touching Dane's balls. It's all we played one two switch once with a, a man named Dane, who's a good friend and supporter of the show. Mm. Um, and I, I was describing, I was like, oh, yeah, and I had the Joy-Con in my hand. And I was trying to figure out, you know, like, there are so many, uh, Dane's balls are in this thing. I was trying to figure out how many balls Dane has in this. <laughs> and it's just become a running thing. Uh, so there you go, Dane. Oh, man, Adam Dane officially balls. is up to date, up to speed with your balls. So the Switch has Dane balls. <laughs> PlayStation has Chad's testicles. What are, we, what are we doing here? I like huevos. It's a little bit more cultural. Oh, I like yeah. that, too. You gringo. All right. Onto the quest log. Talking done talking about balls and haptic feedback. Steam Deck is almost finished. Mm. Comes from Jared Moore at IGN.com. Seems a little late. The post. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me explain. Uh, on a post on the Steam store, Valve has confirmed that its upcoming Steam Deck is in final stages of development, and the studio has started rolling out dev- uh, dev kit program that will see a number of companies receive test build versions of the hardware. In the post, Valve says the launch of the dead kit will allow the company uh, will allow the company the chance to guide game developers through the process of getting their games on Steam Deck, while also continuing to gather their feedback as it prepares for official launch at the end of the year. Companies confirmed Steam Deck models received by partner companies as part of the dev kit program will be functionally identical to what shipped to fans later this year. So dev kits are going out. They're trying to help people get their games on the system. So it's very imminent. End of the year, so I mean, this is 100% like an, uh, a December thing. Yes, but it's like 10 to 12 weeks about... away that this is launching. Yeah. And this is a mm-hmm. little bit diff- of a different, like, comparing it to PS5 and Xbox Series X dev kits that went out like a year ahead of time, sometimes more. This is different because it is just a PC again. Like, it's like you don't have mm. to worry about, like, oh my gosh, what are the limitations? How do I emulate this? It's, it's, it's just a PC with different configurations, and you can give those to anyone but the and and a lot of the hardware like people know what triggers are the steam deck controller has the similar pads um so like you can you can work with some of this hardware on your own but yeah to to finally have dev kit hardware that's identical to consumer hardware going out it's just good to test things on i saw a tweet from somebody today a developer who was like uh who booted up on steam deck and they're like oh man well this is really nice considering i literally put in zero effort to get it to run on this it was like oh it's because they made the game for PC, therefore this PC can run it. So it's not as concerning yeah. that we're 10 to 12 weeks out and they're just now getting dev kits out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've had the dev kit under your desk for years. Like, it, it's fine. Right. The games, they're yeah. going to be just fine. But it, yeah, it's good that they're... The fact that I think that we're getting dev kits in hand, which means they're like pr- finally producing these. Which, yeah, I yeah. think they're definitely going to hit that December release date. I don't know how many people are going to get that in that first wave, but... People are definitely gonna have Steam Deck this year, so I think that's cool. Yep, and I love how how plug and play it is because like, yeah, you've you've already made this. It was like when they were doing all the um, when the 
the mid-generation upgrades for like Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. Right. And it was just like, you don't have to do anything. Like, we'll just boost the stuff for you and your games will look and run better. And they're just like, they're like, I remember Microsoft's like, just give us a thumbs up and we'll do it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to say yes. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, awesome. I'm ready for a Steam Deck. I still don't know if I'm going to get one, but I think it's really cool that it's out there. It, to me, it's the most interesting device that's come out in a while just because it's a PC you can take with you. Like, that's... Yeah wild the the idea of <laughs> emulation on it has gotten me a little intrigued but um mm-hmm. again that's like a i'm thinking of like emulating homebrew homemade things that i'll make of course obviously but yeah, um, yeah nothing stolen oh uh, no 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 but that's got me interested i just like that it <clears throat> yeah i like that it's a portal device that you can has steam built in They've already said you can play Epic and you could play Microsoft. So you could have your Steam library, all those free. The only reason I use Epic Game Store is to get the free games. So I've got like a, a 50 free games from Epic and then Game Pass all on the same device. And they just, you don't have to do anything. It just works. Just pull it up and you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Next up. I love this, how I did this headline. <laughs> the Falcon meets the ice cream man. It's come from Matt Kim at IGN.com. As reported by Deadline, Anthony Mackie will lead in the latest video game adaptation from PlayStation Productions. Uh, with the lead star on board, PlayStation is now planning to shop the series' potential buyer. So Anthony Mackie is going to be the lead character in the Twisted Metal TV show thing that we've been talking about. And we already know it. that uh, um, Will Arnett's going to be Sweet Tooth, right? He, he fucking better be. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that was official. Let me look it up. It's been rumored, but I hope it's official because if not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write. Everyone knows here I love Will Arnett. He's my, my favorite Canadian. Uh, he's better be in it. Deadline reports the series will follow a motor-mouthed outsider who can earn a better life for himself, by only, but only after delivering a mysterious package through a post-apocalyptic wasteland. So Anthony Mackie has to deliver. I think he's supposed to be like a milkman or something who has to deliver a package across the world when the world is crazy and Will Arnett's going to kill him. All right. That has nothing to do... Like, this is a this is a made-up character for the show, right? This is nothing... Well, I've played, like, four Twisted Metal games, but I also know almost nothing about Twisted Metal lore. But... Yeah. I, I don't know that much about the lore. I know the character's name is John Doe, and I think there might be a John Doe somewhere in the lore, but I don't know it that much. I just know a dude, Calypso, like, gives you wishes if you kill people in, in, yeah. in cars. Uh, whatever. It's fucking... It's a car game. Uh, but, yeah. I like how they're like, we're making the show. Now somebody buy it. That's good. Who, where, huh? I wonder where this could be. I know they've, so I know they kind of have the relationship with HBO with The Last of Us. Right. But I don't know if HBO looks at The Last of Us and Twisted Metal on the same level. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> so is this going to be like on Voodoo or Crackle or something? I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Anthony Mackie definitely helps having that name on there. Helps yeah. For sure. There's, uh, reportedly yeah sweet tooth and will arnett this was february of 2021 so february this year um that it looks like he's cast as sweet tooth but yeah where does it where does this land does does sony have ties with any other streaming service other than crackle i don't know like i said hbo got it last of us best because last of us is a big deal and like very story focus this would be yeah. like who wants just like a crazy car mageddon show i, I mean it might be like stars or something stupid something i won't watch it on i bet you know what it was um i feel like earlier this year sony struck a deal with netflix to have their movies come to netflix first 
which was weird because that means Spider-Man movies also coming to Netflix despite being Disney uh, and not coming to Disney+. Plus. Netflix would make sense because Netflix loves to throw tons of money at silly stuff, and I love yeah. them for it. They're like, you're making a crazy movie? Here's $70 million. <laughs> it's like, okay. So that would that would be cool, I think. Yeah. Um, Sony Pictures movies. A good place. I just want to have fun are going to Netflix starting in 2022. So it makes sense that they would even like put their original TV stuff there too. Yeah. yeah that would be a good idea. You any interest to in know now that we have a lead man in the I mean it's definitely going to happen now. It seems like well, it's going to happen now compared to just Lauren that's clown. I'm going to watch I'm going to watch it cuz it's Anthony Mackie, Will Arnett and something PlayStation made. So I'm going to watch at least the first episode. Um but Twisted Metal, I don't know. It's just such a it's such a weird thing to make a narrative franchise out of. So we'll we'll see how it ends up going. I'm not super over the moon for it. Over La Luna. <laughs> I gotta keep looking up those moon names. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Delta Rune. Here we go. We were talking earlier we in the go. show. But oh, Undertale. Yeah. All those anagrams for Undertale. Delta Rune is coming out soon. This is from Adam Bankhurst at theign.com. Deltarune Chapter 2, which is the second entry in the follow-up to Undertale, will be released on PC and Mac September 17th, 2021, so this past weekend. The still free. anticipated release date... Yes, yeah, still free. A part one and two are free. Uh, the anticipated release date announcement came after Undertale cr- uh, creator Toby Fox did a playthrough of Chapter 1, uh, and the extended glimpse of Chapter 2 included a tease of what fans can expect in this game. Uh, is arriving about three years after Undertale came out, or the original? Is that the original Delta Rune, Chapter One? Um, or is that when Undertale came out three years ago? Undertale's like, definitely older I think it's than Undertale. three years. Yeah, I so that know. must be yeah, Chapter you One. Look that up while I talk. Uh, despite Delta Rune Chapter Two being released by itself, series creator Toby Fox has said that his goal is to have Chapter Three, Four, and Five arrive at the same time. This is a little, nice little bit extra news. Um, Toby Fox shared the news on Deltarune.com, um, said he originally planned on releasing new chapters only when all of them were finished, but he realized it's hard for both the creators and fans to go a long time without a release. So he put out chapter two. He's like, all right, guys, it's been a while. It's probably been three years since Deltarune chapter one. It has. Yeah, it's been three years. Sorry, it's been a while. It's only been a year, but yeah, yeah, three years. I feel like it hasn't been that long. That's why I was confused. I'm like, is that Undertale? Because I don't feel like it's been around. Undertale is like, here's chapter two. 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. Damn, six years. Um, he's like, all right, here's chapter one and two because you had to wait, but the rest of the game's going to call at the same time, and then that one's going to be a paid version when the full thing finally comes out. So, lots of Toby Fox, Undertale, Deltarune, Unlearned, or whatever that other word you news. <laughs> uh, did ultra this game, dense. first of all, yeah, Ultra Dance. Were you a fan of Undertale, and have you done anything with Deltarune at all? I... My, my first connection with Undertale was teaching a bunch of like seventh seven-year-olds uh how to like make movies on their ipad and the whole time they're like can we listen to the undertale soundtrack while we do this and i was like i don't know what that is but i'll search it and and we'll play it <laughs> and so that was my first like oh this music's pretty dope and then i did play the game on my vita because i learned it was a quick platinum and loved it and then we played it as a barf game two years ago maybe last year um so yeah love love undertale i didn't get i didn't play delta rune at all the original one because right now it's pc exclusive but um i, I mean it's free so i, I mean i could freaking just suck it up and do it but i also just kind of want to play the whole experience at once 
on a console that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I very much loved Undertale, and it's just like there's so much to explore in there that I could not ever possibly spend the time to do, but it's fantastic. So all the twists, man, too. All the freaking twists of Undertale mm-hmm. are so... It's, it's worth going into that knowing absolutely nothing and then playing through the whole thing and then just freaking going back in time and being like, how could I have been so stupid not to know anything about this game? I didn't see it at the start. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he's making games. People like this. I like how it's basically one dude's vision and people love what he does. I have never played either one of them. I haven't played Undertale or Deltarune. Maybe I will one day. I know I can play Undertale for free. and I still haven't touched it. Undertale is um, one of those that like you could play it and beat it in four hours or you could beat it in 45 hours. And it's like depending on how much time you want to sink into it. But it's it's worth playing for sure. Okay. I'm sort of worried about playing it and being like, I don't see why everyone does backflips for this. And then people trying to be mad at me. So I'm just not going to play it and pretend like I don't know what it is. Just play it and don't tell anyone you played it. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not how Undertale works. You have to tell people <laughs> you played it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm with you. I wanna, I'll probably check that out and then also play all of Deltarune at once if it grabs me in the first one. But I, people are excited. I like when people are hyped and loving, giving love to an indie guy because that's yeah. great to see. So I'm always happy about that. All right. Why are we only getting two Norse God of War games and Corey Barlog does hate you? This is from Jared Mort IGN. <laughs> Sony Santa Monica Studios' Corey Barlog, director of 2018 God of War, has opened up on why will only be two games in the Norse mythology saga, stating that he wanted to avoid delaying the story's conclusion to a decade after it started. Uh, These are not quotes from Corey Barlog, of course. I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years. The second game, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to throw out that it's going to be close to a similar time, said Barlog. Then if you think a third one in that same time frame, we're talking a span of close to 15 years of a single story. I feel like that's just too stretched out. I feel like we're asking too much to, uh, we're asking too much to say the actual completion of the story taking that long. It just feels too long. Given where the team was at and where Eric uh, was at with what he wanted to do, I was like, look, I think we can actually do this in the second story because most of the things we were trying to do from the beginning was to tell something about Kratos and Atreus. And the core of the story's engine is really the, relationship between these two characters so a lot of me babbling over my words to say cory Balog says these games take a long time and we can tell the story in two so why make it a trilogy just because is the way that i take it praise hand emojis what he said <clears throat> i'm i'm all for this because as an adult my time is limited and i'm realizing that i'm gonna die soon and i want to see this whole trilogy before i die and if that trilogy can be two games instead of three then I'm all for it. And it also means that like, hey, we're not going to fill this with fluff. Like we're going to really focus on the core of all of this stuff. I just hope it doesn't feel rushed in the second game. But I don't think that, I think with Corey, obviously it sounds like he's consulting on this game, even if he's not directing it. Um, I think he's got a great vision for this whole saga over these two games. And I think it's going to be wonderful. And I'm right on board where I don't want to have to wait a decade to learn the end of this story. So. The question is, we know Corey's working on something new in secret. Do you think that it is God of War kill another group of deities? Or is it something completely different at Sony Santa Monica? God of War, we're going back to Greece. Uh, <laughs> back no. to Greece to kill all their <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> the ghost of the gods. I, I don't know what he's working on. I bet it. that's the thing where... You would people, it seems like people who make things creatively like to do different things. 
but also God of War is extremely popular and they've been, I don't, has Santa Monica made anything else? Maybe you can look at that while I'm, I feel like this is what, I mean, at least for the past, you know, 20 years, what else have yeah. they made besides God of War? I might be thinking out of my, thinking out of turn. I feel like they helped uh, I think with, would like to do something different. um, Concrete Genie maybe. Let's mm-hmm. see. I'm looking it up. Yeah. So whatever he's working on, I mean, I mean I'm interested for everything they make. Everything they make is great. Uh, and I think, yeah, turning this down to what they w- tell the story you want to tell and don't make a trilogy, I think <clears> is also awesome. Um, I am interested in when they said it'll be about the same time period. God of War came out in 2018. It is now 2021, supposedly 2022. I know four and five years is close in time, but could you see this being like an early 2023 game with, you know, COVID and everything messing with people's uh, ability to produce video games? I think that's kind of big news out of here that no one's really talking about. Yeah. Because we don't okay. actually have release date. <clears throat> so the the only games from Sony Santa Monica's internal development studios were all God of War games and a game called Kinetica in 2001 that looks like it's a, a futuristic motorcycle racing game. Okay. But they have published a ton of games from other, like Pixel Junk Racers, Flow, Twisted Metal, Flower, a bunch of indie stuff. Um, escape plan, journey, Starhawk. What sound shapes? Unfinished one. This doesn't sound. Damn, Fat Princess. The Order, eighteen eighty six. Everybody's gone to the Rapture. What? Maybe that's just the the publishing name that they use. That's what Sony uses their publishing title, perhaps, because clearly they didn't. Santa Monica did not help on all those video games. Right. I wouldn't think. Oh, hold on. The Uh, external development group, a department within Sony Santa Monica Studios, separate from the internal development teams, acts as both a video game publisher and business incubator for indie game studios, notably that game company and its game journey. Okay, so they're like a little... Yeah. So they got people to help out, but then not actually the developers. So yeah, probably another God of War game. Yeah. Um, Which is fine with me, because they've all been good, except for uh, (laughs) Judgment or Ascension. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to bust out so, my PlayStation 3 and I'm going to platinum that game this year. <laughs> you don't have to. I've platinumed every other God of War game. Yeah, I have, you have. To. That's what it, one, two, three, and then the next two. There's one, two, else. three, Chains of Olympus, the one where nope, his brother was count. there. I beat, I platinumed those. Now he's got to do Ascension. Ghost of Sparta. Ghost of Sparta, that one, yep. Yeah, have fun with that. Uh, I'm excited for anything they do because all these games have been bangers. So, yeah. awesome. And I. I'm very interested to see what he does next. Whatever comes after, just regardless, whatever comes after this Norse mythology, and the fact that the story is about this relationship between his father and son, and like we know that, how does this story end? Right? Does one of them die? Does one of them go off into Jotunheim? Like I don't, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, if they want to take the next step, and you know they they've taken the Norse mythology like to say Kratos is tired, Kratos is done, he's done fighting. If they want to take a complete 180 and say, you know what, I'm ready to go on a murdering spree. Hindu gods. There are 33 million gods in Hinduism. I just looked mm-hmm. it up right now. Um, sorry. Is it 33 million? 330 million. Um, so, yeah, Whew. every single enemy in the game could be a new Hindi- Hindu god for him to kill and just an entire new roster of people. Or, I think about this. It is 2027. Okay. PlayStation Studios logo comes up. Okay. We see a man in the desert 
Kratos jumps from behind a rock, says, Jesus Christ, and then God of War 2027. <laughs> That's all we see. God, I want that game. I hope that's what Barlog's working on right now. I hope him and Mel Gibson are together consulting on this new Jesus Christ God of War Kratos. <laughs> oh, man. My people have made that joke before, but I always find it hilarious. Anyone talks about Kratos fighting Jesus. Uh, that's that'd great. be a good time. <laughs> All right. These next two stories are for Holden specifically. Mm. I put them at mm. the end for a reason, Holden. You don't get to put these stories at the top, but we'll talk about it because we're here. Switch gets basic new features. This is from uh, Eddie Eddie from GameSpot. I'm sorry with your last name, I'm Eddie. I use your stories all the time. Yeah, I'm a cooch. Uh, this is, we'll talk about this after in a minute. A new firmware update for Nintendo Switch has landed. One of the biggest new additions is support for Bluetooth audio. Son of a um, All bitch. types of audio... To- yeah, I know. All types of audio devices, like headphones and speakers, can now be paired with the Switch. Of note, Bluetooth microphones are not supported, while Nintendo also confirmed that up to two wireless controllers can be connected to the Switch when using Bluetooth. Uh, only two controllers. Uh, additionally, Bluetooth audio won't work when the Switch's local wireless communication is running. So se- the September 14th firmware update also adds an update dock option under system settings. This applies to the standard Switch in the upcoming OLED model, Nintendo said. It was in the computer the whole time we've gone four years when we could have been listening with our airpods or our wireless headphones this whole time but they made us carry around this janky ass physical headphone shit that plugs in and gets tripped up on everything and makes you can't charge shit or whatever i hate nintendo so much i hate them so much it only took four years four years uh, for them to just flip yeah. a switch and say you know what yeah, and I installed the update, and it took like literally four seconds to download and install, which means it wasn't even that much, mm-hmm. and it was not difficult for them to do. Oh, my God. The funny thing about this, so I was listening to uh, NVC, which is IGN's Nintendo podcast, and they're like, yeah, this new update came out. You can use Bluetooth headphones, and they were like, there's uh, audio delay in the Bluetooth headphones when they did it. It's like, oof. I don't know if you've tested it out yet. I have not tested That's, it. You know, just one person's opinion. But apparently it's not snappy, necessarily. Uh, regardless, it's cool. But yeah, like, what, for literally, Playmobil toys have Bluetooth audio activated <laughs> when you buy them. Uh, it's a weird thing, but I'm glad it's there. I mean, that's cool. You, you, you don't listen to your daddy you know, to use without disturbing the rest of your house. <laughs> Bluetooth to your teddy bear. Oh, man. You know, that's a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm giving them a hard time. I mean, it's nice that it's there again. It should have been there forever ago. It feels like, yeah. but whatever it's there now, people have fun. The God, I still wish they would support microphones though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're never going to get that. Not on this generation of consoles. No. Like they don't, the whole, everyone's Unless like, why Fortnite. don't they support microphones? Well, like they just don't support party chat as well. So like you don't even need microphones mm-hmm. because you can't chat with anyone anyway. Uh, it's Unless interesting. Unless specific games. Like for, Fortnite, unless you're you like Fortnite, that, yeah. Um, the the whole controller thing, some like we knew Bluetooth was there the whole time. We knew it could have been enabled, but it because the Joy Cons connect via Bluetooth, so we know that the system supports mm-hmm. it. So my guess is that it took them four years to figure out how do we support controllers and headphones at the same time without interference. Whereas most other controllers, yep. people don't realize this, they, they operate on a separate wireless spectrum than Bluetooth. So your, your DualSense or your Xbox controller 
have their own type of connection. And then they also support Bluetooth for connecting to things like iPads for remote play. Um, but that's not the main connection they use, which is why you're able to use Bluetooth devices with a lot of those systems without any kind of interruption. So yeah, mm -hmm. my guess is, you know, Switch can support, I think, eight Joy-Cons at a time. So being that Bluetooth, Bluetooth headphones are now taking up six of those because now you can only do two wireless controllers at a time. So they, they had to figure that out somehow. What a fucking dumb thing. What a dumb thing. Yeah. Uh, the most interesting thing, I think, out of this was the update dock option, which people are like, oh, the docks have updates now. I'm guessing, might have been incorrect, there will be dock updates for whatever OS stuff is in the... Or I think it'll be cool if you can, instead of having to do all your updates wirelessly, throw it in the dock and update from the dock because that LAN port's going to be in the Switch OLED. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my updates will actually just be everything, all my downloads and updates will be quicker. That's what I'm guessing that is, but I might be incorrect on that one, which will be great because it's like, hey, I'm going to download a 20 gig game. It's not going to take me 17 hours over right. Wi-Fi. I can plug it in and get it done, which I think is awesome. We need that. All right. New Switch controller. Speaking of Switch and their um, peripherals, hardware, Things of plastic you use to play video games with? VR sensor. New Switch controller Vitality incoming. sensor. That's what I meant to say. Vitality sensor. Oh, yeah. Pokemon go to sleep forever. Uh, new <laughs> Switch controller is incoming. coming out in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon bottle spot. of chloroform. Oh, my God. I just go to... Well, I think it's just called Pokemon Sleep, but Pokemon mm -hmm. go mm -hmm. to sleep forever is a great title name. So good. Pokemon, wake up with the cold water on your face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> new 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 controller incoming question mark. Nintendo is apparently working on yet another controller for the Switch, but details on the new peripheral are about as sparse as they can get. The new controller was revealed in the SEC filing spotted by uh, G VGC from Nintendo, which is simply titled Game Controller. Only information uh, can be found is the filing is that it will be wireless, uh, connecting the Switch via Bluetooth. There's Bluetooth again. Uh, in a letter to the FCC requesting confidentiality, uh, the application contains technical information which we deem to be trade secrets and proprietary. If made public, the information might be used to the disadvantage of the applicant in the marketplace. Um, however, the filing also shows uh, the confidential documents will be released to the public in exactly six months, meaning an announcement could come within the next year. So confidential or super secret controller, but you're going to know in the next six months what this is. Yep. Here's my guess. There have been all sorts of rumblings about expansion of the Nintendo Switch online streaming service. Not streaming. It's a, you know what it is. The NES, service. SNES thing. Yeah. And every time they, when they started with the NES, they released special NES Joy-Cons. You don't, they're not intended to be played with on the side of it, but you can do that to charge them and do that to pair them. And then when they added SNES games, they did it for SNES things. And so this is either... I don't think it's going to be a Game Boy, like a bottom half of a Game Boy that you slide on the side of the Switch and take off for Game Boy games, but it might be. There have been rumors that they're going to use N64 games to introduce a higher price tier of the Nintendo Switch Online service, and it could be N64 controllers, and it's just something that you're able to slide on, pair, slide off as they introduce those new games, because to... to it's going to be weird to map all of those things. You can, obviously, because we've been playing it with traditional controllers mm -hmm. through emulators on PCs for a long time. But um, 
to to play those in their original form like i think people like nintendo wants you to do buy our new controllers i think it, they'll introduce an n64 joy con compatible thing alongside that switch online announcement and we're coming up this is now the two-year anniversary of the nintendo switch service going live this month so i feel like it's time mm, to introduce okay. something new for that yeah, I'm with you. I definitely think it's some sort of special controller for whatever Switch Online. I was thinking GameCube, or not GameCube, Game Boy. Not GameCube yet. You're not that lucky. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> a Game Boy thing, but N64 also makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's like, uh, like an Elite or anything. We're not getting, you know, a Nintendo Switch Pro Elite. I don't think it's anything like that. I'm with you. It's yeah. like a very specific, like a weird peripheral controller that they got to keep under wraps because it's tied to an announcement with our services. I'm with you. I think it's something either Game Boy or Nintendo 64. Um, also, anyone who argues that the N64 is a good controller, I don't believe your opinions on it. The entire left third of the controller was meant to not be used. <laughs> yeah. You literally just hold it in the middle on the right side. Yeah. You never use the left shoulder button. You never use a D-pad. It's all just the Z button and that fucking palm destroyer in the middle. You know what's really funny? When what? you look at the Wii controller, where you get the wand, and then you get the little... What was the thing called? Nunchuck. The nunchuck? It's just the middle of the N64 controller. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's a good time. It's Without great. the C-stick. So. Oh, the C-button. Yeah, button. no, it's Sorry. just the middle part. It was just buttons on the N64. Uh, just, for, just for record, mm-hmm. yesterday was the three-year anniversary of Nintendo Switch Online. Three years? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, that's it for Quest Log. That's all the news. We got through it. Congratulations. And we know the name I'm of the moon the now. Luna. Oh, look yep. at that. Look at that. Over the Luna. Over there. Right there. <laughs> Next up, we got Adam's weekly segment. How, how will this work if I'm not here? If you're not here, we're still going to call it Adam's weekly segment. Just like for a while, we did Ryan's subscriber interrogative, even if he didn't write in a even subscriber. Even though it wasn't him. Yeah. yeah. God, that's so good. <laughs> You just immortalized forever. Yep. I'm going to, anytime I, someone keep me honest on this because I will not remember because I don't remember. I look, I'm literally walk around and I forget what I'm doing as I'm actively walking. I'm like, I literally go, where am I? I'm turning into a little person. Drinking mid glass of water. Like, what am I doing? Should I be breathing right now? And I drown. What is this? (laughs) Um, Anytime we have switch news that are switch stories back to back, I like call it like rest in peace Holden or something silly. Um, I like that. Holden's Holden's eulogy or etude to Holden. The Holden Memorial news segment. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) segment from Adam. This was, we talked about this last week. I wanted to redo it this week because we went with something else. But what are, I I don't remember if this came from a Twitter thing or not. I might be wrong. If I'm not giving someone credit, I'm sorry. I think this was my own idea, but nothing is original. Sequels Mm -hmm. of video games that we desperately want made. Mm. That are not currently made with the THQ Nordic, just like here's a 30 year old game, here's a sequel. Got me thinking last week before we saw that. That what is a game that deserves a sequel that you desperately want? It can be, it could be a game in a series. It could be a card game. I don't know. Whatever. Anything yep. that you want a sequel of, something you want more of. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw those out for you. So. I can go first or you can go first. You let me know what you want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first and just like invalidate the easy ones. Like we know we need a Half-Life 2 sequel. 
we got to we got to finish that story. They promised us a third game. We got Alex. Yeah, but that's that wasn't that wasn't Half-Life 3. And then of course, ever, top of everyone's mind is Bloodborne. Like those are those are the easy answers. So now that those are out in the air, Adam, what do you got? My number one on my list. It's not necessarily numbered list, but the first thing I thought of the minute I thought of this um segment or stole it from someone on Twitter, I don't remember. Uh Helldivers 2. Oh man. Ooh, I remember that game on the Vita. Yeah, Helldivers was great. I believe there was that NVIDIA leak that I was going to put it in here, but half of it's like, this is just rumor or made up placeholder, so I didn't include it. But I think Helldivers 2 was in that list. But Helldivers, God, me and my friends played. I was working at GameStop, um, and there was like, we had a good group of four dudes, and we're like, we're getting this game. And we played that game every night for like two weeks. And I absolutely loved it. It's like, for those who haven't played it, shame on you. Helldivers was a PlayStation exclusive, PlayStation Vita, where you, it's basically a four player, what is that movie where they shoot the bugs? Starship Troopers, <laughs> where Friendly Fire was always turned on. Yeah. So you'd literally like have to go prone in front of your friends for them to shoot over you while you shot underneath and you were killing bugs and going to different planets and off of spaceships. And it was just, it was very hard and it, you could absolutely kill your friends super easy or yourself. I've done that multiple times. So like throwing a grenade. Three of my teammates ran to where it is. Sorry, I'm by myself now. <laughs> the game is awesome, and uh, we need a sequel. And you know, anytime they make that announcement, I don't know if I'll do a backflip because I think I, I literally think I just broke my shin bone the other day. So <laughs> maybe I'll do like a, a a soccer when they slide on their knees and like do a celebration after they score a goal. I'll do one of those if they give me hell divers too. Dope. I'm looking at other games they've made. Oh, fuck. They did the Gauntlet reboot in 2014. Oh, okay. Four-player co-op. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, I'm going to throw in here. This is the only one that, like, it actually did get sequels, but I just want another one. I have three other games that didn't get sequels but need some kind of sequel. And this one is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. And it mm. it needs a sequel because the last third of the game got cut out. And Kojima famously died at Konami. And be, was reborn as Jesus Kratos at Kojima Productions, and so we we need the end of that story. Like that game just ends without resolving a lot of stuff. So we need a sequel. We need a Metal Gear Solid Six or Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Bandage, to ease your pain. Phantom the Phantom, bandage. the Phantom Morphine, to bring it hospice. Metal Gear Solid Hospice. That's what we need <laughs> to, to take you into the next, to, 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 to ease you into your transfer and the end of this series and into the beginning of something new in heaven. That's what we need. Hospice. That's a, that's a title, yeah. all right. That's yep. okay. Yeah, that game definitely did not have an ending. So people would be, isn't it, isn't also five also a prequel? So isn't it weird that it, it is doesn't end yeah canonically it is like the the last game before metal gear solid one it's a sequel to three and peace walker and a prequel to one so canonically Mm -hmm. it goes metal gear solid three metal gear solid peace walker metal gear solid five Five, one and two and i don't know where metal gear and metal gear two fall on that and then yeah sorry four is at the end Oh boy, Konami and Kojima, those yeah. people. Uh, 
I've got one. This game, I think it's got like five games in the series, but we desperately need a new one. And this is, people are, might be able to figure this out. I don't want him featured in another game. I don't want him to be a guest character. I don't want him to be in a, some fucking stupid mobile thing. I want a real Splinter Cell sequel. Point blank period. Sam Fisher needs to come back. Michael Ironside is good and healthy to give us that deep, you know, killing military guy voice. <laughs> I just want to sneak around and stab people with a knife. Oh my that god, killing that voice. Are so good. I hear him talk I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's killed. <laughs> that guy has <laughs> absolutely has murdered people. <laughs> uh, it's that a great series. The night. last game. Yeah, he can't sleep because he was going to take us out to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I think the last game was like 2011, 2009, something like that. Well, it depends uh, on if you count that Ubisoft, like free to play, nope. everyone is their game or this, this. Not a single one. <laughs> exactly. He's been, he's in a free to play. He was in uh, Wildlands. Uh, he's an operator in Siege. Yep. It does, no, it's not. I want Sam Fisher, Michael Ironside, haunting my nightmares and killing people. In, in the dark. Very good, very good. Here's what I want. I don't think we're going to get it, but I want a sequel to Vanquish. Vanquish from, mm. uh, is it Sega Games? And maybe it was Platinum. Yeah, it was a Platinum. Yeah. yeah it's um, Platinum. That was a dope game. came out in 2011. I remember because I got it while I was teaching children's theater on tour after college. I picked it up Started playing it on tour. It was awesome. Uh, I never beat it, but they came out with the the remaster of it on PS4 and Xbox One. But that was years ago, and we haven't heard anything about it since. So I I doubt we're getting a follow up to that unless THQ buys that property and does it in thirteen years. But that was a, like it's a it's a stylish game. It's got cool armor. You're fucking jetpacking across the floor, sliding on your knees and legs and shit, and it just. It was a dope game. I want that instead of Bayonetta 3. It's, everything's now. fine. Everything's okay. Bayonetta 3 is coming out. We can't talk <laughs> about it. It's fine. That's what I want. Vanquish sequel. You're up. Okay. Um, so I was thinking that... Because I'm thinking there's stuff that they have announced and haven't announced. Ooh, it's a tough one. I'm going to say... I want a sequel to... Hold on. I just had it on my list. Where'd it go? Come on, Adam. Where is it? Come back to me. I literally so had it and I lost it. Give me Here's one another second. one for me then. Uh, Diddy Kong oh, no, Racing. Oh, your turn. Well, I know what you're picking next. Mirror's Edge 3. Mirror's Edge Ooh. 1 is fantastic. Ooh. Mirror's Edge Catalyst was cool that they were willing to give us that game. It's It's got its problems. It's not perfect. But... You know, we don't get a lot of pork, 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 What is that Michael Scott thing? Parkour. Say it again, one more time. Parkour. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, besides dying light, we don't really get much of that stuff. Uh, so another crack. The fact that they gave us two doesn't make sense because that game did not sell super well. The first one. Um, so we even got that is it crazy. But I just like. You know, that's a that's a game we could get in like ten more years. Be like, hey, remember Mirror's Edge? Yeah. And they could bring that back in. I would really like it. I had that on my list and I was like, we have a sequel. That's right. But what about another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Diddy Con Racing's my next one. Let the cat out of the bag. Mm -hmm. 
Um, this game is the better racer. N64 had a shitty port come to DS, but this is like racing against your friends is fine and fun, whatever. But the Crash Team Racing, I only just recently discovered that CTR did this as well. But like, there's this overworld, you're driving around, you're earning coins and, or not coins, but like things to open up new parts of the world to do different races in different areas, unlock hover boats and airplanes. You get your whole cast of characters, like, like Conker from Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo from Banjo Kazooie. They got their start here in Diddy Kong Racing. There's some Banjo Crocodile, not a Banjo, but he's just a regular crocodile. He was also in there. The chicken? The big chicken? Big chicken? The rooster? Yes. Yep. Um, what a freaking great... And you were like fighting bosses and shit like that. And it, it is such... It is a different type of racing game than Mario Kart. And I find it more enjoyable than Mario Kart. And you're like oh. getting balloons and shit. And you don't get balloons in Mario Kart. There's no balloons. Except for if you're in some battle modes. And you're losing balloons. Yeah, battle mode has balloons. But you get balloons yeah. in this one. You pick them up. And Diddy Kong Racing, you could fly and drive. Yep. And like they had all the. Yeah. All Diddy the Kong different methods great. planes, trains, and automobiles in Diddy Kong Racing. And boats, and hover boats. boats. Yep. God, I like that a lot. That was. That game is. Uh, there's another like cartoon racing game where you switch. Um, it's not Mario Kart. Does one of the Sonic games, I think, maybe have something? Probably. One of the Sonic racing games. Something similar, which is actually halfway. One of those Sonic Racing games is actually pretty halfway. There decent. was Mario Kart so, Wii where you could do motorcycles or carts. And the motorcycles, you could even like flip your controller mm-hmm. up and that would do a little wheelie to get your speed boost. Do a little jump. Yep. Yeah. No, Diddy Kong's great. Uh, I wish they could bring that back. That would be super cool. Uh, did you have any more? Because I only have one left. I got one more, yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and do mine. This is... So this is a weird one because what they're making is basically a sequel to the game that I'm about to say. And it's probably a property I care more about. But I also want them to go back and finish the original property. I'm talking about Divinity Original Sin 2. I want a sequel to that so we can get a full give us everything in that world. Divinity Original Sin is basically D&D, the video game. Uh, That team... That game was so popular, they literally got hired by Wizards of the Coast to make D&D the video game, a.k.a. Baldur's Gate 3. So, I'm probably more excited for Baldur's Gate 3 because it's actual D&D, but let them come back and finish off their original story in their original world. That would be super cool, because if any original Sin 2 is basically a perfect video game. So, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I love Divinity, but I like D&D more. So... Yeah. Make your make your super make your other sequel. Baldur's Gate Three is another sequel that was awesome that finally got to be made, and then go back and make Divinity, and then I'll just have all this nerdy RPG stuff, and then I will uh, bark like a dog with excitement. Bark <laughs> like a dog. Yes, yes. <laughs> when when we okay, so from here on out, we have to watch every single like reveal event. Like Game Awards, mm-hmm. E3, we have to watch it all live and we have to record you doing it because when they announce Divinity Original Sin 3, you have to bark like a dog with excitement and we have to get it on tape. I will do you one better. Whenever they give us the official release date for Baldur's Gate 3, I will also do the same thing because <laughs> it's just early access now. <laughs> Perfect. I got to figure out the breed. I'm thinking Yorkie, but maybe Ooh. I'll do something a little bigger. Uh, something, something just like sonically pleasing like like asmr mm-hmm. like a like a big 
Like a, a big Bernadese mountain dog. What are they? Yeah, like Beethoven. Ruff, ruff. Oh, <laughs> getting goosebumps. All right, what's your last one? All right, my last one is not technically a game. It's a character that I want more of that we've never seen outside of a me costume in Smash Bros. But Gino from Super Mario RPG was my mm-hmm. fucking jam as a kid. One of my many AOL screen names was Gino 2, the number two, Destroy. I fucking loved Ooh. Gino. Um, and he's so fucking fascinating. You know, coming from the stars, he's down here to help Mario p- get all the star pieces and reunite the, the star road and all that shit. And he's, he's so fucking cool. And he has an, he like, he starts as a little toy. Technically, he's not the toy. He's this astral being that comes down and possesses this little kid's toy of a Geno doll that then gets like cannons for arms and shit like that. And he looks like a little wooden doll with dope clothes on. And he just, he's super cool. And so if I got anything else with Gino in it, even, dear God, if we got him as a Smash character, like if the final character was somehow Gino, even though it's never going to be, I would cream on camera. You'll bark like a dog and I'll cream. And that's it. But that's what I want. I, whether That'd it's a Super a Mario RPG 2, I don't care. I know they got Paper Mario and it's like the spiritual successor. I don't care. I want something else with Gino in it. Even if it's a prequel story or something, just something else with Gino. Yeah, my thing would be, yeah, Super Mario RPG 2 would be the actual go-to. Yep. Uh, but yeah, anything with him would be cool. Uh, also, whenever he possessed that toy, did it have Bluetooth? That little teddy bear? <laughs> Bluetooth I don't know. I couldn't hear because somebody had headphones in and it wasn't playing out loud. <laughs> All right. Good segment. Good Adam's Weekly segment. Yeah, like way it. to go, Adam's Weekly segment. We're going to wrap things up with Game yeah. on Game Show. The game on our gaming show, we play a game called Game on the Game Show. On our game, go, game, 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 game. We've got the return of maybe the original. I think this was the very first game we ever did on Game on Game Show. And it was video game, Would You Rather. It's three mm. scenarios, three Would You Rather scenarios that are all video game related that usually start pretty tame and then go towards pretty wacky. So uh, we're going to do that again here. So Adam, our first one here, you're going to have to buckle up. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a ride. It's lengthy. But then we'll discuss. All right. Here's the setup. An enormous EMP goes off. And it does one of two things. Would you rather this EMP wipe out all video games to date? Cartridges, CD-ROMs, downloadable video games. And then the Yakuza kills anyone who can develop games or has any knowledge or even interest in game development. Yakuza kills them all. Except for the developers at all of Sony's PlayStation Studios. Draw the conclusions that you want from the fact that, you know, Sony and Yakuza seemingly don't hate each other. Maybe they're hired by Sony. So all game devs are dead except for Sony PlayStation. Anyone who wants to ever pursue game development is also dead except for Sony's PlayStation Studios. This means that going forward... We will only get incredible AAA games for the rest of our lives, but at a pace of only two to three a year. And again, anything released prior to today, wiped out. Can't ever play it again. Doesn't exist. So Mm -hmm. you get a couple of real bangers every year, but that's all you get to play. That's scenario one. Scenario two, would you rather that this EMP destroys all computers that can ever possibly be used for game development 
And then the Yakuza kills everyone who can ever create new ones. So all game devs are dead. Anyone who's interested in it is dead. The gene that creates people who are good at programming video games is wiped out using eugenics. Going forward, for the rest of time, we will never get another new video game, but we're only left with everything up to date to play forever. Okay. So it's just a big old setup so, for only video mm -hmm. games that are released up to date for now, for the rest of your life, or do you want only new things, but at two or three a year? You know, the funny thing, in both these scenarios, Holden gets killed by the Yakuza. <laughs> he does. By the Yakuza. The Yakuza. <laughs> I can't say that word. I can't say it right. We say Yakuza, but I think it's like Yakuza or it's something. Yakuza, yeah. I'm very bad with, with Japanese names, so hold it either way. <laughs> I was going to try to... Yakuza. Yakuza. Uh, I was going to try to pick one that saves him, since you know, he wants to do game development, but he's no, dead either dies, way, no so matter it doesn't what. matter. Oops, sorry, sorry, bro. Um, so I would go... Ooh, you said all PCs are destroyed, huh? Yeah. In that second one? Specifically only ones that make games. Oh, so those are, those my are PC different. would be fine because I can't make a game. Right, yeah. Your PC is fine and it can play old shit if you pick I scenario gotcha. two. Or it can play new shit because Sony's putting their first party games on PCs as well. Yeah, here's what we'll do. I'll take scenario number two because the amount of games available will be extraordinary. Could think about like Steam Early Access, da 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 da. Also, selfishly, I'll be dead by the time I can get through that backlog, and I don't care what happens after I'm dead. There you go. There you go. So, uh, never, never having a new video game would that's suck. That's the American way, right again. there. You just, yeah, you, that's exactly right. Okay. Also, Sony is part of the Yakuza, so you can't support that. <laughs> 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 but, dude, that. That would that would be an interesting thing that to get all everything is a, is dead, except for now you just get two or three bangers a year. But then like what would gaming even look like then if it's like we get two new games this year? It's Horizon and Ratchet. I don't care about Ratchet, so I guess I only get to play one video game this year, even though it'll be great. What do I do when that's done? You know? I feel like it then becomes then we don't get it games. becomes the Marvel movies where it's like. There are a couple of releases every single year that all the Marvel fans, oh my God, we get to go see this. And then we get to nerd out about it for like a week all together about the same thing. And then we're like, cool. I'll wait for the next one. And when the next mm -hmm. one comes out, we're like, oh my God. And, and if you think you about it, like again. art, like there's, there's too much art, then it's, it sucks. Like there's not enough museums to hold all the art. So we need to like mm -hmm. cut back on some of the art. Oh, yeah. 95% of those games that are left suck. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. They're awful. Absolutely. And we don't lose... Ooh, sorry. My lights just changed at sunset, so now my face is a little bit more orange. Um, we don't lose the memories of all of these games that came up before. We just can't ever play them again. And to be honest, the things that keep me playing the new games that I want to play are my desire to go back and play old games that I've already played. So I think... I'm going to go with the new shit. I'm going to cut ties with everything old that I have, that's in my backlog because, again, I've played most of it already, but I'm going to only play the new shit. Mm -hmm. It's going to be paced in a way that I can actually enjoy it and get what I need out of it, and I can go back and get the platinum without feeling guilty about other shit coming out that I need to play. And you know what? Holden dies either way. So it's like... Yeah, that's the main thing. Once he died either way, right? by the Yakuza, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yep. All right, number two. 
Would you rather get really cool powers on demand in real life? So at any time you'd be like, you know what? I think I want to be Bayonetta right now. You get good boobies. You get witch hair. You get boots with guns on them. All, all the Bayonetta powers or any other types of powers you could think about. And you get them whenever you want in real life. But the twist is, when you have these powers, someone else in the world with a controller is in control of what you do. So you don't hit free will over how you use these powers. Mm. Or the other scenario, you can control any animal on Earth with a dual sense controller. Oh, I'm absolutely taking the second one. Why? You got to be kidding me. Any animal on the mm-hmm. earth at any time I want with a dual sense controller. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's basically like having any power I want anytime except for I have free will. Think about this, right? Like, you know, uh, someone's hanging out. You know, there's a Yakazoo hanging out with somebody. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he's, he goes to drink his drink. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh, I got some shaking in my fingers. What's going on? Snake coming out of the walls. Bites the Yakazoo. <laughs> I win the game. We're done. Like, I can do this all day. Snakes in the walls, man. But, okay. Okay. I feel like you're missing out, a though. A swarm like, of bees just descends on someone I don't like because they upset me. So you're, you're going the hard murder angle right now. Like, you really no, want to kill scare some them. I'm not going to kill them. Okay. No. The okay. Yakuza deserve it for killing Holden, but otherwise okay. I'm just having okay. fun. I see. Here's the thing. Things like flight, like the ability to fly. Does it really matter where I go if I just get to finally experience flight as a human being? Like, how cool would that? Just like, I get to fly. I don't care. You take me up into the sky, make me run face first into a building, do whatever, and then I can turn it off at an instant, but I just don't get to control where I go whenever I'm flying. Like, I feel like that. Mm -hmm. And then I could do, like, breathing underwater and shit like that. Like, I I feel like that's the way. And I don't need to to be in control of it. I just need to experience all of these. And there are enough different types of superpowers and X-Men and women out there that I'd have a large library Mm. of things that I could pull from. And the Bayonetta boobies and hair and and feet as well. But (laughs) I feel like that's that's the way I want to go. And it wouldn't have to. It's something that you, like, pull out for your birthday. It's not, you're not all the time mm-hmm. having to kill people or scare people with your snakes and, and that kind of stuff. But, a but it's just like, you know what? It's kind of like drugs. <laughs> I just, you know what? <laughs> I just want to have fun tonight. And instead of snorting a line of Coke, let's all just fucking get witch boobs. <laughs> and that's, just okay. see what that's like for the night and just have a good time. And that, that's what it's like. See, the, my only problem with that, I like that idea of being able to have these powers and then some, you just could have fun. Think about this. You're like, all right, I want the power of flight. And then some fucking idiot seven-year-old living in bumfuck Kentucky mm. gets control of you. And he's like, I'm going to go straight to the moon. And now you, Chad, <laughs> have to give your... You can never fall asleep because the minute you stop thinking about... You're on the moon. You're literally in space now. And I hope to God your power was flight and being able to survive in space because some seven-year-old idiot just fucking killed you. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I'd be worried about. If someone just because you know people play video games, they're idiots. Yeah. I play video games online. People are dumb, so I'd be like, "Oh, this seems fun, mom." And then <laughs> to the moon, say fun, mom. That's freaking great. <laughs> All right, last question here. Would you rather see your life only from a third person point of view, 
at any angle. So you could you have a Lakitu that can look at your front, your back, but it's always third person. It can be top down, whatever. Does it have to be a Lakitu? <laughs> Doesn't have to be a Lakitu. It could be a Velociraptor <laughs> on a crane. It could be okay. whatever. Um, that's option one. Or option two is you continue to only see it first person view, but you can control what part of your body you see out of at any time. So, for instance, uh, you could, like, if you want to get a really good look at, do I have colon cancer? Let me stick my pinky finger up my butthole, look out the tip of my pinky. It's dark in there. I don't know. But maybe I liked the way this felt and I explore a new part of my body. I don't know. But you could see out of a different part of your body on demand mm-hmm. rather than just your eyes. I mean, for that situation, I would just say, put eyes on the inside of my colon, not on the end of my pinky. You could do that, too. Colon. Still dark, but now you're just <laughs> looking at your colon easier. up close. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, a third person to see anywhere. Honestly, so this question, both the powers are the same thing, basically, except for the in- looking inside your body part. Because, actually, if you put the third person camera against a wall and rotated it, you might be able to see the inside of my face. You know how mm-hmm. video games do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, you're looking... You have full control of looking around you at all times. It's just, do I want first or third person? I'm going first person because I don't want to look at myself when I'm 80 years old from the third person. Don't want to see that. Don't want to see an old man walking around. Absolutely not. Now, I love to hang out with my raptor friend on the crane, but I don't want to see old ass me straight up. Like You have to shower and you're 80 years old and you have to look at yourself as you do it. Yeah. It's not yeah. worth it. It's a, that's a curse. That's not a gift. I feel like... With the amount of clothing that we choose to wear in America, which is a lot of clothing, and mm-hmm. with the, the, like, outside of your fingers and your face and maybe your legs in the summertime, everything else is going to be dark. Like, if you, put our, if you put eyes in your shoulder, you're just looking at the inside of your shirt. If you put eyes in your colon, you're just looking at a dark cave. If you put eyes in, <laughs> on your toes, you're just looking at socks and shoes. And so, like, I feel like it's going to be really boring. It's just basically limited to your hands and your eyes, and that's it. Nothing about this. I'm a guy with dreadlocks. I've got, like, 50 individual long strands of eyes oh, on my head. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can kind of see 360 around myself. Okay. But here's, here's the thing. You can't control the dreadlocks, like, little fiber optic colonoscopy cameras. I don't know why I keep coming back to the colon, but... You know, like <laughs> going back to the colonoscopy thing, huh? <laughs> yeah. So that you can't actually like they don't have autonomy. They don't have muscles in them. So like, if you put eyes, well, I guess you could just put eyes in any part of them. It doesn't have to be the tip of the dreadlock. Here's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. I'll do third person, but only if that fucking Lakitu doesn't show up. He cannot be the cameraman. <laughs> anybody else? If you see anybody else, I just want, I just want freaking witch hair bayonetta. With a camera dangling off her ponytail. That's what I. I don't know why I'm on a bayonet yeah, right her, now. I know you're. Uh, I, I just don't want to like. I fall over as an 80 year old man, and he comes with a fucking fishing pole. Let me help. get the fuck off me, you idiot. I don't want. Also, that. you can never trust him. One game he's following you around with a camera, helping you out. Another game he's fucking throwing spiny shells at you. you never know if yeah, you can trust. He's that out guy. of here. He's not and part of the union. He can't you're right. operate the crane. Exactly, and you don't know if he's gonna post pictures of your 80 year old dick online. You know, you can't trust Lakitu. You're, you're right. Let's no. in eyes out of the inside of your body. Let's go. All right. He's probably part of the Yakuza. He's part of the Yakuza. God, Sony. I always knew it. Sony's out there trying to kill Mario the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 226 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening, for watching. Papa John's. I tried in my head. I was like, "Don't say Papa John's. Don't say Papa John's." And then I didn't. Yeah, I, I knew you wanted to, to do it. Yep. Let's get a shakaroni, um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a couple of pieces of homework, as always. Go out and kiss your dog square on the lips, and then also Oof. go to Patreon. To, that's right, your, your big old Adam dog. Uh, go to patreoncom fire. We're gonna put out a poll for October's barf month so i gotta talk to you about adam about what we put out for that um what game is that you guys will tell us and then play with us on game nights that might be predator coming up soon sounds like could be a fun one get dope wallpapers for your devices and a new perk for patreon subscribers you get a few days early access to any raft reviews that we do which it sounds like death loop might be in the cards um this month's barf again was batman arkham asylum we'll be recording an episode of that probably sooner than you can get your thoughts to us but please do still send your thoughts to us and we'll find a way to incorporate them outside of barf because we never remember to read them on barf anyway which makes me i'm about to say cozy bear come yeah. on man <laughs> yeah which so adam if we start recording batman arkham asylum we have to start it with cozy bear's thoughts on metroid fusion and in fact let's Absolutely. start let's start the episode like we'll just lights up and we immediately begin reading his email about Metroid Fusion, but we have the title of the episode, Arkham Asylum, and everyone's like, "What? Am, wait, I watched the wrong one. And then they click on Metroid am Fusion. Am I on the wrong and thing? Like, wait, yeah. well, this is a different one with Trevor. <laughs> and then they click back on the Batman one, and we're still talking about Cozy Bear's Metroid thoughts, but it's really about Batman in disguise. That's what we're going to do. Okay. I like it. Uh, that's it, everyone. Thanks again. Watch us live on demand. Not going to say it. Here's our usual sign-off. It's not Papa John's.